I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This episode of the Cold Pop Show podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch or get two extra exclusive podcasts a month, then please consider becoming a patron and joining us at www.patreon.com forward slash Cold Pop Show. Hello everybody and welcome to the Cold Pops Podcast. My name is AJ and I'm joined today by Rowan in the studio. Ooh, hey. He's in Christchurch's Cult Pops studio, aka my bedroom. And over in Auckland, we're also joined by In, in our Auckland studio. In our in our <laughs> Auckland studio, uh, with Richard Martin. How are you, Richard? Hello, I'm good. It's uh up here in the Big Apple. Yeah. That's yeah. the, the big kiwi fruit. That's what they call it, is it? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. Just C- move your City of sales. Yeah, the whole stand. Move the whole stand closer to you. Moving there you go. Side. Lovely. That's going to sound rich so close. and deep. And this is going to sound Richard. And deep. Yeah. There you go. Imagine uh, if your last name was Deep. Yeah. Richard Deep. Those, are, those words don't typically go together that often. No one would notice. Uh, so this is a show... If you've never listened to the Cold Pops podcast before, what we usually do is Richard and I watch film franchises and discuss them every fortnight. And in between those weeks, we do what we on the back end refer to as off weeks, where it's like we will usually either talk about just a random pop culture related topic or we'll talk about like we'll take a piece of news, the big piece of news from the past week and extrapolate that into a larger conversation so if there's like a movie came out we'll be like hey what if this and we sort of talk about that um and we were planning to do that this week uh the a bunch of like a piece of news came out we're like okay well we can extrapolate a topic out of that and then another piece of news came out we're like well maybe we should talk about that instead and then news just kept coming out and i don't remember a week where there was more news in Mm. the world of pop culture than this one. Yeah, that's a very romantic retelling of the week. Um, What actually (laughs) happened was we were supposed to do something, but AJ forgot to post something about it. So (laughs) we scrambled to put this together. Um, But fortunately, uh, we had a lot of news that we could draw from. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go through all the kind of uh, big pieces of news throughout the last uh, week and a bit, and uh, then... We'll sort of say, well, you know, as a jumping off platform to talk about that news, uh, we're going to have a little mini podcast that we could have done if that was the only piece of news that week. Yeah. So, if, yeah. So, so what's an example of a previous time we've done something like this? Like um, uh, when there was like the Slender Man movie came out mm. and there was a couple other movies and we did, and we pitched movies that would feel more at home 10 years ago. Yeah, we've done that. We do, And we've done like less creative pitches and more just like um 
you know round like when when the disney disney plus stuff was first coming out we did like an episode with you rowan where we went through all the confirmed shows for it and discussed it you know so it's it's sort of like what we usually either do is we'll do creative pitches we'll do general discussions or we'll do here's the comprehensive list of this one thing that we that people might want to listen to this podcast and know about yeah or we'll um interview someone yeah um so maybe that can be one of our pitches for each so yeah we're gonna go through each big piece of news from this week and pitch what i put what we could have done a podcast about had that been the other piece of news. Yeah. very it's cult pop goes goes meta pulp pop starts, goes starts to the movie. itself um yeah. <laughs> all right so now obviously a lot of this is going to fall under the umbrella of d23 which has been happening over the weekend and we've gotten a lot of disney plus uh news a lot of marvel news a lot of star wars news uh but since they all kind of fall under one big banner we'll save those till the end and we'll, we'll race mm-hmm. through some of the other stuff that's happened so uh one of the biggest news stories of the week uh the uh, matrix 4 has been officially mm-hmm. announced with carrie ann moss and keanu reeves returning with lana wachowski returning to direct um mm. so what do we think this is um because this is the second time what just one of the wachowskis has done something i believe um yeah, one of them, Lily Wachowski, um, didn't do season two of Sense8, and that was just Lana, because I think maybe Lily's um, sort of done with directing right. somewhat. So my first uh, inclination on what we could do a podcast on would be uh, famous movies we either haven't seen or don't care about, <laughs> because Ooh. I've never seen The Matrix sequels, and I don't remember The Matrix very much. Rowan, you are a lot more passionate about this. What do you think? What do you think of this news, and what's a podcast we could do about it? Uh, real interested by the news. Yeah, is you know, it's one of those things that you like when you wake up and you see that it's just it came out of nowhere, right? And yeah, it's yeah. Like, the Matrix Four, uh, awesome. Yep. I mean, I'll be there day one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I guess my take on the version of a podcast news story for this one would be like franchises that you thought were dead getting a, mm. but that just is kind of the thing that's done these days. That's a good idea. Um, Maybe other people do have done that. Yeah. Sequels that you've, you just didn't expect a fourth film announcement yeah, yeah. to just we, to yeah. make or break your morning. We have um, a, we have a, um, a, a very rarely checked backlog of like podcast ideas. Should we ever really need them? And one of them that's honestly been in there since like 2016 is, um, sequels we don't necessarily want, but a, but a surprise don't exist yet. Mm. Um, and so maybe that's one we could have. We do you could, want me to, we do you want do me to pull up that um that like list and then no. I can just add to them? When uh, we, how um, long is that? Oh, list you know, yeah, yeah, do that, though. do that. <laughs> don't um, read them out though. So <laughs> my like take must be on short these um, days. this is similar to AJ's. I haven't. I don't particularly remember the Matrix super well. Um, other than the bit when his mouth gets like fused shut um, and the thing mm. goes in his belly button. That was and my sexual awakening. How about I <laughs> give you the finger and you give me my phone call? And, there you go. Um, Just quotes from The Matrix. There's a podcast. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I haven't seen the sequels, but I, uh, my idea for a podcast we could do is like um, films that deserve a second chance at sequels. Um, oh very yeah, cool yeah, yeah. so yeah, it's like yeah. yeah films that the the first one especially when the first one is good or great and sets up a world really well um and then the sequels we got aren't quite as good 
So this is such a good idea to do this podcast. Se- now sequels that could never it. live up to their original. I'm thinking yeah. now, no, now this feels like a cult pop summit that we're just recording. Like we're all <laughs> imagine we're all on a, on a cruise somewhere and we're in a board meeting. We're like, all right, guys, we need what, ideas for 2019. Yeah, what podcast <laughs> are we going to do over the next year? And these are legitimately good ideas. <laughs> I love that, Richard. Yeah. Okay, so, I'm going to add that to the mm, list. Juicy then. movies that yeah. deserve a second chance at a sequel. Yeah. It- are we allowed to like lightning round? Like, does anything spring to mind? Um, not. No, I'd need to think about it, which mm. somewhat um, removes the gimmick of the podcast. But can you think of anything? My I, my I, go-to would be, um, which is a weird one because it kind of it's it's wasted so many extra chances. But the purge is one that like springs to mind of, about like right. sets up a world, but then wastes its premise, and then each mm. sequel like starts to get there and then also doesn't quite make it so it's like but i mean mm. so they've, they've screwed up their second third fourth and fifth chances yeah yeah so it's yeah uh kick-ass is one that maybe comes to mind oh uh, yeah yeah i feel like kick-ass one like was real cool and then kick-ass two like destroyed everything i liked about the first one mm. so that could be a good good one um yeah yeah, I, I guess it's like like movies that while you didn't like the sequel, you'd still be excited for the creative team to return. Yeah, yeah. Pacific Rim is my number oh, one on that shit. boat. Nice. Like, yeah, yeah. The sequel was a disaster, and man, if Mel Del Toro had just captained a trilogy out of mm. that material, it would have just been some of the coolest. Or cinema. the the classic one to me would be the Star Wars prequels. A lot yeah. of good ideas wasted in, in, in overall sure. bad, bad, bad packages, which everyone on this podcast agrees with. And I know so many of our <laughs> listeners are prequel apologists. So I'm like, just stop listening to the show, please. I'm a Phantom Menace apologist. Well, well that's what L- they overlooked. usually are. Overlooked. They usually always go for Phantom Menace. But anyway. All right. Okay, cool. What's, yeah. All right. What's so the next, next uh, big bit of news, uh, which came out on the same day, um, actually, is that uh, we finally got the title for the next Bond film. So that's um, due out, I believe, April next year. And it's mm. going to be called No Time to Die. So, Which is a very thoughts. pulpy, old school James Bond yeah, title. Yeah, I fucking love that title. I yeah. think it's great. Yeah, I do too. What do you think, Rowan? You, it's funny you say it does. It does feel pulpy, but at the same time, it doesn't have. It's like it falls right in line with sort of the later years Bond of like Die Another Day or Vito yeah, it's, it's like a Pierce Brosnan killing Bond title. Die or Death in there just feels like a <laughs> killing really safe Die or Death James Bond sort of title. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Die yeah, Another Day. Um, Color me interested. The title yeah, doesn't do a lot it, for me. It's but. it's a title that um, means a lot less than the last. Then yeah, every other right. Daniel, Daniel Craig Bond title, except maybe Quantum of Solace, which someone just got high and was like, do that one. <laughs> it, um, does, it does feel like maybe Sony has had a summit at some point and enlisted yeah. 10,000 possible James Bond titles, and that's just one of them. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, it doesn't it's, mean anything. It's, and it's it essentially could... a synonym for Die Another Day. Yeah. It, it, I feel <laughs> yeah. like you could put that on any James Bond movie yeah. and it would be like, sure, <laughs> yeah, that totally. fits. Yeah. Uh, the only other way they could make it work is something like how and tomorrow never dies the newspaper's name is tomorrow the, like it's because it's about a newspaper company so oh, maybe okay. it'll right. have something to do with time what is it again the title no <laughs> time to die no time to die yeah it's just so vague i'm like trying to grab yeah, it yeah. and like extrapolate some sort of meaning from it's it so but- it's classic fleming it's right. so fleming yeah that, that's the thing eh? that it's like it's, it's awesome that they've managed to come up with something that you know could be the name of a lost manuscript from Ian yeah. fleming yeah. So the oh, first- I mean, like, like just to jump in there. So, like, uh, in 
grabbing it and trying to wrestle it into some place of like meaning something because that could describe the final act of every james bond film yeah, ever yeah. as we just said what if this is a film where they kill james bond the, well there's no time we, we've already because <laughs> <laughs> like, i was the way i got to that it was like you could say that about any james bond film because james it's a safe bet that james bond will not die in the james bond movie you're watching because mm. he's james bond mm. what if this is the james bond what film where they where we see an on-screen God, death, proper Dan- death of james bond daniel that, craig would fucking love that that would but it would fit yeah. with everything we've heard about the film so far yeah because right? well, yeah, there's yeah. the 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 um passing of the torch theme, yeah the the um monica rambeau um is playing a um black female 007 Mm. Imagine if they if they kill her off and then so that James Bond can keep the title like, and that's their big triumphant moment for a woman of colour. All right, so I've got I a couple imagine. of ideas for podcasts we could do around this news. The most obvious one would be come up with a James Bond title, but that would be very... Last time we did a, a podcast that was 100% based around titles, it was for The Last Jedi, and it did not go well. It's one of our worst episodes. It's from years and years ago. Um but I did earlier this year when uh, the working title for the film came out. Was, it was called. It was going to be called Shatterhand, or that was like the the shooting script was called Shatterhand. Yeah, that sounds cool. Um, I made a video on the Cold Pops YouTube called that. That was about all the unused Ian Fleming James Bond book mm. titles. So I mean, if I didn't make that video, we could have gone through that list and Good essentially episode. recreated the video and discussed why each of these titles wouldn't be a James Bond film. Um, but go mm. check that video out. I guess when people do James Bond conversations it's always like who's gonna be the next james bond Mm. and so we could do that or we could do what would be a tangible step forward for james bond as a series once daniel craig leaves that Mm. would mark a shift and a change and a legitimate you know step forward for the series instead of it just being where it's been that's the name of the podcast is what would be a tangible step forward for the james bond as a series um which is like yeah because you could do the the monica rambo spinoff or yeah maybe she takes up the that's not a real name is it no that's um, her character (laughs) in captain marvel's name um you could do that or you could you know you could talk about where you go like i've heard people talk about how they should set it in the 60s again and stuff like that which probably Mm. would work um i think but yeah uh lashana lynch is her name okay um ron have you got any ideas for that yeah two ideas spring to mind one is just titles that like we come up with titles that could fit every james bond movie (laughs) from into into the past and into the future yeah um but i guess the uh, another one would be for me the only interesting news about a given james bond film is always who's going to do the song because that's just such a cool tradition Mm. that that franchise has so i would want to do a podcast i'm not much of a music person i wouldn't really be able to come up with many names but like who would you want to see who's going to sing no time to die that's a really Um, good idea yeah pharrell williams would be one of my top interesting um for for no time to die i'd love to see an arctic monkeys um bond thing yeah yeah, totally. Um, AJ, have you got a, a who would you like to see sing No Time to Die? Uh, maybe like Childish Gambino. That'd be cool. Like with like a Awaken My Love style. Because mm. like even even um, the writings on the wall for Spectre had that like how can I live, how can I breathe, and that's sort of like what a lot of mm. Awaken My Love sounds like. Like at least. A little bit. I don't know. I'm not a music person, and I'm quickly backing out of a conversation. Yeah, well, I, 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 I feel like um, they'll probably go with someone British, mm-hmm. um, because it's it's rare for an American. I mean, there have been great ones. Like the best one is um, Chris Cornell's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I imagine I, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought Adele back even as yeah. like a 
sign off. I remember I remember before Spectre came out, they were saying that Adele was going to return to do. Mm. But like No Time to Die is just an Arctic Monkeys song title. Like it sounds exactly like one. Yeah. So I think that's a really There's good There's precedent idea. for returning to a classic diva for your James Bond song as well. Yeah. Um, the name escapes me, but the- Shirley Bassey. Yeah, Shirley Bassey did yeah. like at least two, I think. So, she yeah. no, she did, did a few, yeah. Yeah, yeah Shirley she Bassey, bring back Shirley Bassey. Bring, bring back Tom Jones. <laughs> um, <laughs> my idea for a podcast for this one is um, reverse engineering um, title bombs in movies that don't have them. <laughs> yeah, nice. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Write, that <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. Write that down. Have you guys done James Bond for film franchise? No, no, yeah. yeah. It's, I it's, feel like you need to remember that for when that one comes it's along. It's a big one. It's alternate it's, James Bond titles that aren't yeah, that would yeah, be amazing. It's looming it's looming on us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine trying to fit Quantum of Solace into Quantum of Solace. Awesome. Um and then and I'll also I'll also write down um Bond themes. Mm. Um, okay, so the next big bit of news, uh, well, depending on what you define as big, um, there's the Uncharted movie um, that's still supposedly happening with Tom Holland in the lead. Um, that just lost its director, Dan Trachtenberg, um, who you may remember on the Robocop episode was my pick to replace um, uh, Neil Blomkamp for the Robocop Returns movie. Who so- just left Robocop Returns like last week, meaning... The doors are open. Maybe they could swap. Ooh, a Neil Blomkamp Uncharted movie sounds stupid as hell. Why the hell would he be attracted to that project? Um, so, if by some miracle Uncharted movie losing its director was the only thing that had happened this week um, and there were no good movies coming out, what would we um, podcast about? I mean, so obviously who should direct the Uncharted movie? <laughs> yeah. We've done uh, what make what? Why do video game movies always suck? Mm. Um, maybe what video game should be made into a movie? What what project from development hell do you most want to see? Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. There's a good one. I would go uh, tragic lost pairings of director and material. Oh, yeah. What's nice. an, what's another example of that? Del Toro on the Hobbit. Like that. Del Toro on the Hobbit. Yeah, there you go. I'm sure they exist. Yeah, yeah. Um, you'd have to do a bit of research. David but- Lynch on Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, um, or you could because you could even David go to, on the Force Awakens. Yeah. You could even go to like actors and stuff like uh, Willem Dafoe on the Joker. Mm. Um, like the fact that we'll yeah, just, cra- never get just tragically lost pairings. Like yeah. you know yeah. things that could have been that we got a glimpse might have happened and then didn't. Mm. Nice, like Mel Del Toro on Pacific Rim Two. Yeah, yeah, Del, Del Toro the, and like fucking be my- every project he's signed on to for like <laughs> yeah, twenty years. <laughs> Hellboy three, anyone? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a third Hellboy movie that got made. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Um, yes, with Uncharted's an interesting one um, because it's a it's a franchise that you and I are both close to, AJ. But like, how to do Uncharted as a movie, or like how how to adapt cinematic video games? Well, it sounded yeah, it sounded like they were just going to go for a a prequel to the video games since they'd cast a surprisingly young. Nathan Drake, because Nathan Drake in the in the games is he's like in 80. his thirties. Yeah, he's like eighty five years old. Yeah. He's eighty five years yeah. old. Yeah, no, he's not. Um, no, he's, well, like, he's he's my probably interest in this franchise just went up and now it's back. He's probably mid thirties by the end of the fourth game. Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, actually, the, there's a someone just rang our doorbell, but I'm not going to check. It. Uh, yeah. So, um, 
I I feel like the main thing, this is going on a tangent, but the main thing I've learned from how to make a good video game movie in, in recent years since we recorded that podcast like it's just a year adapt and a half ago, the angry birds franchise is to adapt the angry Birds. <laughs> no it's it's that like because detective pikachu until angry birds 2 came out was the highest rated <laughs> video game adaptation but it's like you can't learn any lessons from the detective pikachu movie there's not a formula they they broke into and it's the same with like if they made an uncharted movie that was just a good adventure movie that happened to be a prequel to the video games it's like yeah it's good but again it's not you know it's just I think the formula. What lesson that, can you learn from that to apply to other video games? Well, I guess the, I think I've got yeah. that lesson. the The formula is: the more storyline and source material you have, the worse your movie is going to be. Mm. So you, that is just a burden to adaption. Yeah. That's why things like the the Pokemon movie succeeds because it's not it's not interested in being an adaption of what most people think of a Pokemon movie. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, you go. yeah. And like the the lesson to learn would be don't adapt your source material. Like, <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> yeah, no, that I agree. Is, right? Yeah, yeah. it's um, it's a launch pad. It's it's a launch pad to make something. Yeah, like not, don't try and remake the game. It's a marketing game. launch pad. You've got recognizable yes. IP, and that's that's the uh, yeah yeah. Because if you try and condense the story of the first Uncharted game or the all four Uncharted games into one movie, people are going to just going to be disappointed you didn't include this and this and this. Whereas if you do a movie that's set in the world of Uncharted and it leads you to, you know, where the first game starts, people are going to enjoy uh, any any references you do include, you know, yeah, rather yeah. than being like, oh, they, they didn't do this part or this part. Um, yeah. Is it not as simple as game narratives do not make for good film narratives? No, it's that the game narrative of Uncharted is a film narrative. Right. If you want to look at what makes Uncharted special, it's the gameplay, which is impossible to replicate on screen. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then also we found in the um, wider video game movie Suck that it, it is the adaptation of mechanics that yeah. <laughs> that gives you like a, a fun extra thing. Like how in Angry mm. Birds, the the plot is contrived in a way that they need to use a slingshot to knock down the pig's buildings. Or in the Doom movie, how it goes first person for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it, it's that? shit like that that makes you, that just gets you being like, fuck yeah. I watched the Angry Birds movie again last night <laughs> in anticipation for the second one. Because um, we were waiting for another movie to download, and I was like, oh, I'll chuck on the Angry Birds movie. And then I was like, actually, fuck, I love this movie. And so we just keep watching it. Um, nice. Yeah. So. Um, Next, uh, big, big piece of news. Uh, it was announced like earlier in the week, Bob Odenkirk revealed that the Breaking Bad movie was already shot and people were like, holy shit, we might see it before the end of the year. And then it's now had an official announcement. It's called El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, and it comes out October 11th. And there's even a wee little trailer for it, which is uh, Skinny Pete uh, talking to the feds about how he's not going to give up the location of Jesse Pinkman, which he doesn't even know anyway, or he says he doesn't know. Hmm um when so. this i watched the trailer this morning and i was like this feels like i'm in 2013 i just watched the finale i fell asleep and then i had a dream that this movie was made and this was what was in the dream like it wasn't a bad dream and it doesn't look like a bad idea but it just seems like i can't believe this is happening yeah and this is shocking and like never mind the fact that it's coming out so soon and that we only really just heard anything about it like it is. It blows my mind that this movie is actually happening. Oh yeah! That, like someone as controlled with their narrative as Vince Gilligan would be like, 
yeah, let's make a movie. And not only let's make a movie, let's make a movie following, you know, the second main character of the series who ended in such a ambiguously maybe good maybe bad situation it almost like the you run the risk of of removing the poetry from the ending of breaking bad by making this movie but you could have said the same thing about better call saul and that show rocks so yeah because yeah. because what's you guys is the relationship with breaking bad yeah it's like greatest of it. all time tv yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 absolutely yeah i i'm i'm a right from when episode one first aired fan nice which i like to take any opportunity i can Respect. to put on the record because mm. um i'm the only person i know that watched it from day one nice um, yeah that is so, awesome that is so cool <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. so much respect for you though um that's all i wanted uh so podcast ideas um yeah i mean what what tv series deserves a film you know uh, interesting i was going- i was gonna name it sequel spin-off because that's what I feel like this right. that's kind of the genre I think this might fit into because mm. it's not really sort of direct continuation of the show because it's like a spin-off in that sense but it also isn't a reboot in any way and it's yeah, like yeah. would you it's like an epilogue I'm very excited now from watching yeah. the little trailer I think the um the to me it was like the obvious one was what breaking bad character deserves then the next you know if presumably vince gillen just gilligan just keeps spinning off <laughs> the next spin-off till the end of time mm. who gets it like you could even pick a better call soul character and be like yeah it's gonna follow this person well it's interesting because you guys both both use the term spin-off but it's like to me this is i mean with 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 walt dead the spoilers for breaking bad um mm. and jesse pinkman alive this is just what if they if they realized oh shit we actually have to make one more episode this would be it you know yeah, yeah. like it, it doesn't seem like they're doing anything particularly strange with it it's just like this is actually just where the story goes after that because the story's mm. come to a conclusion for one character mm. and it's it was always like you know very heavily like two kind of leads for most of it i think yeah um, I-, I was calling it a spin-off because i assume it's going to introduce a handful of new characters at the same time and it will feel like its own thing oh, that can still be a sequel way. though yeah, no, but it's just it's not like a, it's not like the next episode because it's not like mm. narratively attached. Well, I mean, I would say it, by by way. that logic as well. Then season five is a spinoff from season four. It introduces Nazis. Yeah, um, but the and, core line and of the main characters that you're following, and you know, still- like the the story comes to its logical conclusion in season four almost. I disagree then- with both of you, <laughs> and I agree with both of you. Yeah, <laughs> out of interest, is have any other major cast members been announced for the show? I mean, uh, for the, for the skinny film. Pete, just um, skinny Pete. But is it really? Is it Jesse? As far as we know, is the only main. As far as ca- we know, returning. but there's also rumors of Bob Odenkirk and um, Brian Cranston. Well, yeah, if Bob Odenkirk knew it ended, <laughs> yeah. that, sorry, that okay. knew they'd finished filming, right, that would yeah. suggest. It. I remember. Well, people but also he, he, he knows about it because it affects the schedule for Better Call Saul Five. Ah, right. I I remember thinking that, um, or reading a theory that the movie was just a cover-up to film season five of Better Call Saul, which would go more into the future. Yeah, or um, or just to, to cover up the fact that um, Aaron Paul would be on set for season five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of liked that theory, and there's a small part of me that's a bit disappointed that they were actually getting a Breaking Bad movie. Mm. I, that's such a strange thing to say. Like, this is one of those things where it's like, like my my internet illiterate father would tag me in like shitty gossip websites being like they're making season six and it's like dad please don't tag me and stuff like that. yeah yeah like, that, that's 100 percent. yeah yeah 
Even with a trailer, I'm still like, yeah, I'll believe it once I've watched it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And even when it was announced, I remember it cropped up on our movies and I was like, how the fuck do the mods let shit like this get? Yeah, get yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Page? <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. All right, so yeah. I, I would want to see yeah, other, th- like two hour spinoffs to TV shows that had a complete conclusion but i wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more and i would n- i don't ever want them to reboot lost but i would watch the shit out of a two-hour mm. sort of character focused spin-off yeah add on to lost you know yeah, just I give me know. a little bit of hurley and ben doing some stuff well, you got that, that fits within yeah but give me a two-hour movie version of it with <laughs> yeah the, you know, like, good budget um, straight to netflix oh don't, yeah, don't yeah. do anything else with lost in a big sense but give me a small character thing to continue it's hard to know like how to word it but like shows that had great endings that you still want to see more of (laughs) yeah and that you don't want them you don't want to tempt fate by going to a whole season order or something it's just like no a two-hour netflix thing would be just perfect because it's shit who cares scrubs give me more scrubs yeah i would do scrubs yeah (laughs) yeah but like like a lot of these things like my um friends my desire for them is more like a where are they now thing whereas this is like a direct al camino's direct continuation of like presumably it's like what happened the next minute after the finale Mm -hmm. it looks like an escape movie yeah like he's on the run um all right well, so he said it needed to be made i'm very excited now so, yeah. especially with that it's yeah, yeah that, that's um follow-up. aaron paul said that it was like he he was apprehensive going into it and he, he said you know that doesn't need any more chapters but now that he has it he's like for i'm so glad we have mm-hmm. this i think like i'm expecting it to maybe be kind of like toy story 4 in that mm-hmm. regard that it's like <laughs> I expect this movie to be exactly like Toy Story, <laughs> <laughs> um, but probably paid, so they're all making it smaller scale and just like yeah, the you, you thought that you had a good send off and well, I guess, I guess same thing. So like, um, Toy Story three is a send off to the gang, and Toy Story four is a send off for Woody, and then like if the series is a send off for Walt, and then El Camino is a send off for Jesse. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, mm. um, so we finally got our first look at the Between Two Ferns movie, uh, which comes out next month. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is an adaptation of Zach Galifianakis's uh, web series where he interviews celebrities and it's about him wanting to be like taken seriously as, a, as an interviewer uh, yeah. with presumably a bunch of celebrity guests. Uh, there's a few confirmed. Ed Helms and Bradley Cooper from The Hangover are uh, going to make an appearance, and there's a bunch of others um, confirmed, but I'm expecting a lot more than that as well. So are you guys excited for the Between Two Ferns movie? The, the timing's interesting, because I have been recently re-watching a bunch of Between Two Ferns yeah. episodes, and they're, so they're amazing, but this sounds terrible. <laughs> I don't want to... It just sounds awful. How about this? Um, our, our hopes and dreams that never came to fruition. <laughs> Like in honor of of a movie about that very subject, we all go through like what we we we, we wished our lives were by this stage in our lives. Right, so it's not even about movies; it's just about no. It's just a real depressing podcast <laughs> where we face our own mortality for ninety yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nice. Yeah, that, that's one option. <laughs> Celebrity driven YouTube projects that now get a payday from Netflix. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like comedians and cars getting coffee. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah what web series deserves to be turned into a movie yeah that's it that's the episode i'm star runner i'm star runner um i don't really watch any webs cop pop shit any th- cop pop <laughs> happy tree go. friends happy tree <laughs> friends was was that a web series yeah Tech, yeah i always sure. saw it on tv i think so i don't know mm. i always hated it i always turned it off 
<laughs> it scared me too much. I love, I love I love those cute little bunnies. I hate to see them get hurt. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Well, so a couple more like uh, less important ones like that. Uh, Michael Rooker has joined Fast and Furious Nine. Um, well, we nice. could do a whole podcast about Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, um, yeah. And we could just like shit on Vin Diesel relentlessly, <laughs> even though he's like the thing that makes those films. Even though he's like our biggest, like, what fan. they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like with with the Fast and Furious, it's almost like the MCU and one of those like, which actor do you most want to see in this movie? Like, you- which we did on on our yeah podcast. yeah yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, if you want that podcast, go listen to our two hour forty minute um mm, fast and furious podcast um yeah michael rook is a real interesting choice though to join it's a good hire i reckon that's a really oh, good it makes blend sense. Of yeah. he totally falls into the yeah, into yeah. the brand of fast and furious yeah it's gonna be great yeah uh and so aj's hero his idol uh alton mm. brown has re- oh. revived his good eats show i watched it i watched the first so we haven't talked about this on pod before i i love good eats it's a food channel network show mm-hmm. uh and it's like bill nye the science guy but about food and it's real fun and alan brown's just a real charismatic host and i watched the, i watched the first episode of the revival it was cool it was about chicken palm <laughs> every episode was about a different food and they have like they they explain the science of it they show you how to cook it and there's oh, yeah. like funny sketches and big outlandish props and costumes throughout the episodes yeah, so what's like the history of the show because everyone was so excited that it's back but uh, I, it went heard. for like 15 years right it went from like 2000 to 2015 or something like maybe not that long but it went for, it went for a lot longer than i thought it did i've only seen a handful of episodes to be honest uh, i went from but, 1999 to 2011 yeah so there you go um and then it took a break for seven years or so um, yeah and there was a and then apparently there was like one season on 2011 and 12 and then it's just come back right all right okay sorry someone's blending something in my kitchen i don't know if you can um, hear that but i guess we could do like um which um <laughs> which celebrity does someone in cult pop just secretly admire that you wouldn't guess yeah i remember when you told me that alton brown was like your idol and i was like what the hell <laughs> How is he's this? so cool this has never come up before <laughs> yeah well we don't watch good eats together we should watch some good eats together um it's, rowan, it's a fun show. H- rowan who do you secretly look up to Vin Diesel. Uh, <laughs> no, you guys. Uh, I'm always, I'm always at the gym listening to Cult Pop Show, and I'm like, oh, I just can't wait to get on Cult Pop Show. So. get out! Yeah. <laughs> you cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm, I'm in the dark there. I don't really can't think of any mm. random celebrities that I want to do a cooking show with or, or see. That was the that's show. the podcast <laughs> subject. Which celebrity do you want to do a cooking show with? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right okay so that's that's the vodka i'll write that one down Which i would actually love to see a a cooking show with celebrities that obviously are so rich that they haven't cooked for themselves in years mm. yeah quite entertaining just like that's great one how banana michael really how much are. could it cost ten dollars <laughs> all right so now we're on to the the big uh news that you would expect us to cover on this podcast so um the big big news out of the uh sony and disney um world where their their unprecedented uh deal to allow spider-man to appear in the marvel cinematic universe has now um come to an end it would seem so spider-man is out of the mcu uh how do we all feel about this I feel real bad about it, um, and 
It's not I your feel fault, like it's AJ, my, though, don't Yeah, I feel like yourself. it's my fault. <laughs> I feel like there's something I could have done. That's the podcast topic. What could we have done to prevent this? Um, no, I, like, it was <laughs> Famous tragedies we should have prevented. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting because everyone immediately started blaming Sony, which soon became clear that that wasn't a very fair thing to do because it's Disney's fault. But then also, like... You know, Sony are shit with Spider-Man. Well, except for Into the Spider-Verse, which is better than anything. But <laughs> and I'm very conflicted about this. Um, and this was going to be the, the... We were just going to do an episode on this and then all this other news came out. And one of the reasons I, I opted to that we pivot the topic of the week to something else was because, because... you forgot to post the thing on Facebook. No, we, <laughs> no, that was why I said we should do this one. Um, but I thought that... I like every so many everyone else is talking about it and it's like why do you want to come to us to to listen to it because the the main idea for a podcast based around this is like where should what is the ideal situation to continue this Tom Holland Spider-Man incarnation forward if not even ideal but like what there's so many options right like yeah how, but how so I some I just do not want to happen like like I don't think they should fold him into Venom yeah right yeah i think that would suck i think it's so obviously like that's what's gonna happen so yeah that's it because the th- and we've talked about i feel like we've talked about this a thousand times but like venom looks the way he does in original canon because of spider-man and to just by coincidence he this alien looks exactly like this character they then fold into the universe that's yeah oh, i hate that part of it well, and I mean, also yeah. this would retroactively mean venom is set in the mcu but does what well, no, it well, doesn't. It, like that's the, that's the question. No, like, you always do this. You always <laughs> it's go, true. Um, well, the question is uh, actually: is this set of the same? You like so if if Spider Man is no longer canon, and and like anything anything future that they do with the character isn't canon with the MCU, <laughs> that doesn't retroactively make a movie that wasn't canon to the MCU canon to the MCU because it's now folded in with a character that's no longer canon. Yeah, it's it's rough, dude. I understand your frustration. It, my frustration it, lies it, with you. <laughs> I yeah. get it. Mine does too, dude. I mean, that's why this story is so damn entertaining to me. Like, I don't particularly mind the 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 yeah. in canon repercussions of this. I find the repercussions of the story the truly interesting part. Like, because um, I think you could have two versions of spider-man that are simultaneously canon in their own right but also have a shared heritage like because these stories aren't it's not real life Uh, it's fiction they can actually both be simultaneously like it can be that the spider-man tom holland character split and two separate canons emerged from that split and everything that we got from spider-man in the mcu is just set and the mcu just never returns to spider-man but that doesn't mean he's not out there and you know they don't have to establish what happened to spider-man they just ignore him for the rest of their canon and then sony's canon inherits all of the actual mcu history but if they don't they don't get to they don't get to mention it they just get to have it be you know we the audience bring that in it's going to be fascinating yeah, like to watch them that, market their way through that yeah because audiences are going to go to the next spider-man and 
they're going to be able to make references to anything that happened in the two previous Spider-Man movies, but not anything to the Avengers. I mean, maybe they'll make a gentleman's agreement where That's what I'm they can talk about the Avengers and they can kind of on the surface pretend that they're all still making movies together. Yeah. yeah. But there'll just be no hard crossovers. Well, I think um, Far From Home ended in a really interesting place where you can actually almost cont- like you could make a third Spider-Man movie. Sure. Um, yeah. With no reference to the Avengers. Um, like you can't ref. I mean, you I mean you can't reference the snap or Tony that's, Stark. That's in any a way. bigger deal to me than what you than any of the Avengers. You can do a Spider-Man movie that doesn't mention Tony Stark, but one that doesn't mention the biggest thing that's ever happened mm, mm. in the history of anything. But, not once. That but, that to me is is more of a red flag. So, do you expect every film in the MCU um, after now to mention the snap? I think we at least need a few that focus on the aftermath. Well, so I think it. like Far From Home made a bunch of references, made some good jokes around the snap, but then the actual setting of the film is in a world where really none of that has had and a I, massive I, I impact. I actually do so, take issue with that. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, yeah, no, it sucks, but that was always going to kind of happen because mm. they don't want these fu- they don't want future MCU movies to be set in this weird dystopian, you know. That's just what it would be. That's just what the world would be like. I know, but it's essential for them that it's relatable and that the characters have grounded, relatable sort of experiences. So the snap was always going to kind of fade into the background. Mm. Um, Yeah. I I sort of, it's only a matter of time before the two studios, even if they are playing nice and pretending that nothing's the matter, they're going to eventually contradict each other. And I kind of can't wait to see how fandoms kind of handle that. This sucks, man. It's like oh, it's the so first big inconsistency wrinkle in the MCU for me. Mm. Like this other than Don Cheadle, but yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. But that's, that's <laughs> yeah, like or the fucking Edward Norton. <laughs> yeah. No, but, that, know, like... but these, these aren't story. These aren't story based. Uh, inconsistencies that's just that's sure, behind yeah. the scenes stuff but, but, but what inconsistent like assuming all this actually means is there will just never be tom holland will never be in an avengers movie what inconsistencies actually happen if they just continue making like they can both continue making movies set in the same canon but with very little creative that's, crossover and yeah. like there's potentially there are no continuity problems there. That's my dream. That's the best case scenario for, for me. I just think, yeah, I, mean, I think that's what they will probably will try and do. But eventually, if they're not talking to each other all the time about their development plans, the two cannons are going to diverge in a way where, yeah. like, no, these things can't be, they can't do another end game style snap if Sony isn't like, okay, well, pretend that's also happening yeah, yeah. in our universe. They'll, they'll <laughs> ambiguously refer to what happened. They'll be like, after what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, part of me still thinks that they'll just work out a deal at some point. But yeah, one so thing that'll sure. be really yeah. interesting is imagine if they made a Spider-Man 3 and then, um, like, so they, d- they don't work out a deal for like three years. They make a Spider-Man 3 and then they work out a deal and they make another Spider-Man 3 or they make a Spider-Man 4 and the third one like is and isn't canon like it would exist in this weird limbo which is i don't think has ever happened before fictional narrative universes have never got to this this stage of conversation before like this is such an interesting conversation to me about the Mm. the repercussions and stuff it was either you guys or i read it somewhere people saying um but far from home had this huge cliffhanger that they can't deliver on now why can't they what's the yeah there was anything from sorry that was aj 
I guess to me, it they could deliver. They can deliver on in the next Spider-Man film, but it seems odd that everyone would just drop out and leave, leave it alone from the rest of the universe. Aside. Everyone being like Nick Fury. Yeah, it's not. It's not unsalvageable, but it is yeah. disappointing. Yeah, he like, might just be able to go back to being just Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 that's what I think. For my the, money, is a better film. Yeah, Far From Home like ends that. with him becoming just Spider-Man, like you know, on mm. on his own. Mm. Um. And he's had that arc a few times, hasn't he? <laughs> um, yeah. So it's I mean, I, gift, I don't see curse. why the third, the the Sony only um, Spider-Man Sony movie Sony can't, only. you know, deliver yeah. on that cliffhanger. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I'm going to rue the day that they cross over with Venom. <laughs> it was probably like this was inevitable, right? Because Sony wants to make Spider-Man movies like every second year, mm. and there's not room in the Marvel slate the mcu slate to be putting that much time into story developments for spider-man um i mean they've certainly shown they've got a lot of time for a lot of things mm, <laughs> in, mm. the, in the last few days but no but like black panther 2 isn't for another few years captain marvel 2 is not being rushed into development like they are happy leaving their character centric films go three or four years yeah. rather than like you know sony just wants to make spider-man movies every every other year or every year yeah yeah. All right. Um, well, speaking of Marvel, so I imagine our podcast, if that had been the only news, would just be like, Spider-Man's all the way down. What happens yeah. to Sony? Um, all right. So D23 has been happening over this weekend, uh, which is a Disney-centric, um, you know, convention. Uh, so mm-hmm. I've divided this into Disney Plus news and all other news. And they <laughs> both of those have a lot of subheadings. So, uh, while we're talking about Spider-Man, let's just roll right on through uh, with all the Disney Plus Marvel news we got. So, uh, we got confirmation that She-Hulk, Moon Knight, and Ms. Marvel are all getting their own uh, TV shows, which are going to be part of Phase 4. Sharon Carter and Wyatt Russell are going to be in the Falcon and Winter Soldier TV series. Sharon Carter obviously has been in the movies. And uh, Wyatt Russell's playing a character called Joe Walker, who was from the comics. Um, WandaVision has cast Catherine Hahn as a nosy neighbor. Uh, and also Randall Park from Ant-Man and the Wasp and Kat Dennings from Thor and Thor of the Dark World are going to appear on that for some reason. Um, <laughs> uh, the <laughs> What If um, show will be 23 episodes in its first season uh, and they showed Peggy Carter becoming they showed footage of it with um, Peggy Carter becoming Captain Carter they're calling her and she's got a Union Jack on her shield and also a scrawny um, Captain America Steve Rogers uh, was shown in a mech suit and also um, <laughs> Six Education's Kate Heron the director of that will be uh, directing Loki the series a lot of interesting stuff so I mean we could have just done a roundup of this, I guess, as an episode. Yeah. But let me ask you guys this. What out of that news is is do you find the most interesting? What's your favorite piece of news out of that? Uh I'm I'm still out of all the Marvel shows that have been announced, I'm most excited for what if. Mm-hmm. So any news around that. The fact that it's gonna be twenty three episodes really excites me. Mm-hmm. Um So yeah. we could do that's a podcast idea. What 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 ifs do you want to see? Yeah. Everyone comes up with their own what if. Write that down. We could do that when what if comes out. But then won't we have all of them and then we can just make it way harder. Oh, no. You could come up with some what ifs that Marvel wouldn't touch. Yeah, yeah. What if Sony never... (laughs) 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 
what if Sony never bought Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah. What if Edgar Wright directed Ant-Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like behind the scenes production. What if Joss Whedon directed Avengers Endgame? Yeah. <laughs> well, it would suck. Just a, like it's just a two-hour animated version of the movie, and it's way better. <laughs> no, nah, Joss Whedon's Endgame would suck. No, it really wouldn't. What if it was? What if it's well two episodes then? What if it was good and what if it was bad? Mm. Now we're controlling quality <laughs> on the episodes. Yeah, uh, I'm the bit that excites me the most out of all that news is kind of a bit meta. Like I'm, ex- I'm interested in just how much they're yes, making, which crazy. is crazy. Kind of, yeah, I don't like. I don't have any intention on watching potentially any of it i'm i can't imagine how you're feeling richard it looks seems like a big pile of homework that you have to do to, to kind of keep up your marvel <laughs> well, and that's the thing as well that i don't really watch much tv <laughs> yeah i know right and These so i'm like forcing myself to like, i'm show really going out of my comfort zone yeah they've announced so much the, the bit that within that that i like is how random the cross casting is like mm. they're yeah. pulling characters from franchises that have no like just from this point in time you can't see how those connections are being made but it is actually to me that's kind of a cool delivery on the cinematic universe thing where it's like mm. assuming they're gonna there play are the non-superhero characters, characters who are yeah, just stuff you well. people you wouldn't expect to come back and now coming yeah, back in a way that's pretty cool um wandavision for me is the one that i'm actually like that looks so weird i'm yeah, kind of yeah. pretty tempted to check it out yeah, yeah but it might be one of those one first you know pilot episode and i'm done but um right. Um, the rest of it just my like the thing the thing I'm most excited or well, most intrigued by is probably She Hulk. Hmm. I like just the Hulk in general. I find very interesting, even from just a production standpoint of the MCU, with him being stuck at Universal and how they've shoehorned his story in. And I wonder, wh- I wonder what the repercussions here are with with Universal. I wonder if Marvel owns She Hulk. Marvel still, own She-Hulk, and they, yeah. that's their way of doing it. Yeah, because oh, but no, isn't it a movie thing? Yeah, maybe. Uh, so yeah, they Universal can do owns the movie like. rights. Like, they could make a Hulk TV show, and Universal. Yeah, there you go. Show. There you go. Because Mark Ruffalo should... I am hoping Mark Ruffalo becomes a series regular in Sheehan. I imagine he'll... At the very least, will be in the pilot. Yeah, yeah. Richard, would would them turning Hulk into Professor Hulk... Is that what his name is? Yeah. Yeah, they call him Smart Hulk, but Professor Hulk's... Is that another way that they got around the contract contract of Hulk movies? No, I think it's Is he still the Hulk? Yeah, it's still, yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, it might be one of those things where technically they could make a smart Hulk movie, but they can never use the word Hulk or Bruce (laughs) Banner, and they can't use any of the, like, ancillary characters. Right, right. right. Uh, Yeah, so I love Mark Ruffalo. I love Hulk as a character. I loved what... I love Smart Hulk. I think all of that was great. Uh, And I'm just... I'm really intrigued by She-Hulk and and who are they going to... Are they going to cast someone we we could guess right now as She-Hulk? Or are they going to... Someone that's already popped up in the MCU? Oh, no, because who is... Who is She-Hulk? It's it's Bruce Banner's cousin. Do we know what her name is? Uh, I can find... Oh, I forgot her. I can't wait to meet the extended Banner family. (laughs) I'm so excited for Hulk that. Babies. Hulk Babies. Baby Hulk. Because Can we get Baby Avengers, please? One of the things that I would have loved to have seen- uh, Jennifer had- Walters is her name. Jennifer Walters? They should cast Jessica Walters as her. <laughs> That's a good idea. Um, they. Uh, one of the things that I would have loved to have seen had Universal not been such a, a difficult to play with company um, with Hulk in the MCU is if like the first one's the Incredible Hulk and then the second one is like She-Hulk and then the next one is Planet Hulk and it's like using the word Hulk in, di- in different famous storylines or spin-offs about the like Grey Hulk like Hulk I don't know much but in it, there's like a Red Hulk and a Grey Hulk and a Smart Hulk and a you know like all these different Hulks and it'd be cool to see a movie for each one of them that are technically part of the same mm, series a movie for um, each one or whatever for each one yeah. and this is this is a somewhat of a realization of that 
that wanton me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I. She Hulk's a cool character. So she, she's kind of like a. Um, she, she's she's you know dry, sarcastic, humoured, and a lot. She's a lawyer. She's a, like you know well highly regarded Legal lawyer, drama. and a lot of her cases deal with uh, kind of the absurdity of living of what a lawyer would be doing in a world with superheroes. Um, there you go. Oh, That's cool. what they're going to do with the show. And so yeah, she's a little bit meta, a little yeah. bit like Deadpool like kind of thing. Right. Um, oh, and no. yeah, because like I, I imagine they'll cast a pretty. No, with the actress, there are a big like fan cast that's been going around is Rosario Dawson, even though she yeah. was in the Marvel, the Netflix TV series. But then those are kind of exploding canon, canon things with Marshall yeah. Ali um, playing Cottonmouth and Luke Cage, and now coming as Blade. Um, yeah, but yeah, Rosario Dawson would be a great one. Um, we were talking about it on our chat there um, earlier, and I said uh, Jessica Biel. Mm. Yep. No, these are all. I'm very, very interested in She Hulk. Um, in terms of podcasts, we could have done about this news. Uh, do you guys know much about Moon Knight or Ms. Marvel? No, can you um, someone? So, <laughs> do you, AJ, or are you? Uh, no, because that's what I, that's what the podcast could have been. Would be like, who, who, are, who these are these characters? Um, yeah. Well, quickly. Uh, so, Moon Knight is um, he's often referred to as being like um, Marvel's Batman, real dark, gritty kind of character, but he does kill. Um, he gets his, pow- like his powers are to do with the phases of the moon and things like that. Um, but he, he's he's a cult favorite character, kind of badass. That Rowan's sort of thing. on board. I can see it in his face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Ms. Marvel is a fairly recent character. It was a title originally uh, that Carol Danvers had. Um, mm-hmm. And it's now Kamala Khan, who is the first Muslim superhero and uh her powers are like shape-shifting similar to um reed richards so she can stretch and she can transform into things um which is an interesting character to do in live action she's like it works really well in cartoons um Mm. but it'll be interesting to see how her powers can't kind of translate and it's hope they've said that these shows are going to have like movie budgets so yeah hopefully they can get it looking good um Mindy Kaling said that she recently in the last month or two, she said that she met with Marvel about a Ms. Marvel thing. So I imagine they'll go with an unknown for for um, Kamala, but I, I wouldn't be surprised to see someone like Mindy Kaling pop up as her mum or something like that. Yeah. Or in, in so some other kind of supporting role. We could have done um, what other obscure Marvel characters should get their own Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, but there's, there's fuck all left now with the amount they're announcing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. yeah do you guys no, have any know. fan casting for moon knight killian Robert murphy mm. bill Hader. what i, I know nothing <laughs> about moon knight what he looks yeah. like so bill just... Hader, eh? yeah i say bill Hader. okay That's cool i'll watch him in anything yeah, yeah so. <laughs> even angry birds 2 even a marvel movie yeah <laughs> um yeah, so um uh, yeah, the WandaVision thing as well with the the I'm really interested to see how I mean Randall Park makes sense because he's like a um yeah, FBI, FBI agent. agent or whatever, but well, how the hell is Darcy going to fit into this? I feel yeah. like she was in the show the broke two broke girls. Yeah. yeah. So I think she's just got like sitcom credentials that they cuz didn't someone describe it as a sitcom? Yeah, WandaVision so there's a um there's i can't remember what i can't remember the, it's like the it's called like the vision or something like that and it's a comic book run where uh basically 
the vision i think scarlet witch dies and the vision creates like this whole neighborhood and a an an artificial scarlet witch so that they can like live together in Mm. peaceful harmony and it's like a 1950s aesthetic kind of thing and it seems like they're going to do a flipped version of that where Mm. um, because they've said we're finally going to see what a happy life would look like for wanda vision um so i would love to see her descend into madness as she creates this um what her idea of like a perfect home life for them would be with an artificial mm. vision and because Catherine hans cast as a nosy next door neighbor so it'd be fun, you know she's created this perfect life and then she's next door being like what's going on over there <laughs> um what what mcu character who's clearly not getting their own movie would you like to see get a disney spin-off a disney plus miniseries there's there's a podcast i wasn't asking you the oh, question i was I'm posing to answer the it, podcast topic <laughs> Uh, the the main the guy the main the Mandarin who's not the Mandarin from <laughs> Trevor Slattery Trevor yes. Slattery I would watch him I want to see him get his own Disney Plus series yeah it's Richard Frozen is he Richard's done where he's just signed off I'll try and approximate his um his answers I'll try and think of a really great Marvel character that needs a spinoff um Elon Musk from Iron Man two it's just a serialized account of what he what his business how his business is different in light of mm. iron man being a thing and all that sort oh, of stuff. just the mcu just the mcu like how does the magic how does elon musk adapt his business it's called, it's called musk <laughs> what about um it. justin hammer from iron man 2 sam rockwell's character yeah no nah, but i think they should bring him back as a character in yeah, a future in series movies, yeah. um all right rich is going to restart so I'm just going to stop recording. Oh, we're back. Hey, Richard. Hello. Hey, Richard Four. Bro. Richard yeah, Bro, is yeah, there man. a character from Marvel's back catalogue of random characters that you would want to see get a 10 episode Disney Plus miniseries? Oh, I don't know like about that having them be the focus of it, but um, one character that seems strange that they haven't brought back is Emil Blonsky, um, Abomination. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, whatever happened to the rumoured Thunderbolts movie? The, the, anyway. the, well, the, the movie that's been rumored for like two months yeah and um has still has I've... a lot of potential to happen <laughs> yeah then whatever happened to that <laughs> can we can we get a mickey rourke whiplash spin-off yes where he's just yeah. petting well birds justin hammer's the, the big one as well that, yeah that, that's what i said when you um mm. disappeared oh yeah uh, yeah cool no all right all right well that's marvel news um so let's move on to um there was also some disney plus star wars news so we got uh, our first proper look at the mandalorian with a, a full-length trailer um and also much to rowan's chagrin an obi-wan <laughs> show uh was confirmed with ewan mcgregor <laughs> returning he's chagrinning uh, right will, now which will take place during solo apparently uh mm. and the <laughs> cassian andor series uh will take place three years before rogue one Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. 
Cool. And just how many years after Solo is that for for clarity? Like fifteen. No, I'm, I'm just yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Exciting. <laughs> um, Holy. It's hell. so like I'm I'm I am I am elated over the Obi Wan news and yeah. the the video of him announcing it. Did you guys watch it? Yeah, yeah. It's so wholesome because he's like, it's like everyone knows exactly what's happening yeah, here. Because he says to is it Kathleen, Kathleen Kennedy? He's like yeah. Kathleen. Can you please ask me in ask front me of all these people if I'm going to play Obi Wan again? And it's like, what a release that must be for you <laughs> and McGregor to finally be able to say yes, I am playing Obi Wan again. Uh, and I mean, it makes sense to make it a, a Disney Plus show. Mm. Um, we've heard it's going to only be four episodes. Is that right? No, that is completely unconfirmed. Okay, yeah, um, but it's also but not I mean, I, like there's <laughs> nothing else confirmed <laughs> against it. I I do still have have a wish list for the show. I hope they die as hair white. So he, it's like the the in between Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor. I think that'd be really cool. What if it chronicles like a large period of time? Yeah, yeah. and we see him change. That'd be so cool. Mm. And they just use the Snapchat face swap <laughs> to make him Alec Guinness by the end of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I just, I'm so excited for that movie. I'm so excited to yeah. see who they cast yeah, as an eight-year-old um, Luke Skywalker. Something that, because um, Star Wars is one of those things that I actively, like, I'll, I'll consume all of it, but I'm not, like, in the same way with the, with the MCU that I'm, like, actively look forward to, to things. And so um, when The Mandalorian was announced and when that kind of the leaked trailer came out, I was just like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, yeah, this is, I'm going to watch this anyway. Don't really need to. But the trailer that was released, um, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, it looks oh, so cool. Awesome. Gonna be- it looks like it's going to be my favorite Star Wars thing. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that trailer's, like, yeah, my favorite awesome. post-Disney Fantastic. thing so far mm. so i'm very excited for the mandalorian as a series um i, I yeah the, it's super dark tone to it yeah um have we seen anything um of pedro anything um you behind the scenes or anything like that of pedro pascal with the helmet off uh not other than like set pictures from a super distance where yeah because like, part of me is like the helmet just lunch. never take the helmet off I'm but pretty the, sure that I get the feeling that's going to be it, right? Why yeah. cast Pedro Pascal if you're not going to have him? a good actor? I get, that's a very pure and <laughs> wonderful response. And I wish whatever. I like you also kind of I don't know they they want to cast like a decent name just at the head of the show. Yeah. Hey, I don't know. He maybe he, he'll. Uh, I don't know. Like the preview that we saw that leaked, he had the helmet on for the whole thing, just doing dialogue. So I feel like. Maybe not a hundred percent of the time, but you could most just get a stuntman in the costume and then yeah, yeah. A and voice. for like a TV show that costs money, that would be like a really clever way to do like lots of stunts Thank and fix you, sequences. Ron. Hire me, John Favreau. <laughs> uh, yeah, nah, it's awesome. Excited. Cool. So, in terms of podcasts, we could have done around this topic, like everything we said about the Marvel stuff, but for this one, for yeah, Star just like Wars. a whole podcast about like how excited are you for the Mandalorian? Which characters would you like to see get their own Which Star Wars? Which character would you like to be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we're playing Star Wars. Which one do you want to be? Oh, can we just? Yeah. Which okay? Who do you want to be? From the Mandalorian or from, from just Star, all Wars. Star Wars? Who are you playing? <gasps> it's it's Battlefront Two rules, so we can be Ray or Darth Maul. No, you, Darth you can, but you have to um, buy them. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> have Battlefront to buy them. Two. You rules. can be anyone from from anywhere, anywhere I'll, in the. But all the, the good ones cost Darth Vader. I want to be Darth Vader. I'm going to be Kylo Ren. I don't Matt even Rebo. have to do too much. So you look up to me. Yeah, but I'm also an angry man child. Nice. With good my, hair. My true form. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be Adam Driver. I just want his career. Hey. Uh, yeah, no, look. 
this all looks great. Every like all the Marvel and Star Wars panels from Disney Plus are like unbelievable to me. Yeah. Like all the stuff we've got in there is like so what a uh, pod, new podcast topic what other unbelievable media drops <laughs> would you want to happen? <laughs> your best yeah. Well, like the, the Obi-Wan show is, um, is cool because it, it is just like fans willing something into existence. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I suppose. Like, I mean, has that ever been bad? <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Seven, there's a podcast topic. <laughs> yeah. Things fans, bad things fans willed into existence. I can't actually think of an example. The only other example I know of, of because I did a, a essay on it when I was studying at broadcasting school, was um, the school flag and community, e pluribus anus, was like the winner of a competition. <laughs> Wait, you talking about in universe or? No, like in in the real world. In our universe. Right? E pluribus anus was a, right, yeah. a fan submission for the Greendale flag. The ECU. The Earth Cinematic right. <laughs> The Earth Cinematic The RLU. The real life. <laughs> the real life. <laughs> the continuity is just so good in that show. <laughs> that, no, that's the best thing about the RLU is the continuity. Everything else man. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just depressing. Yeah, hey, eh? Now, colour me so much more excited for the Obi-Wan thing now that it's confirmed as a show. Right. Like, why is, and tr- truly, why is a show better than a movie? What what makes the difference? I just think we, there's actually a chance that it will well, it's going to be like a more grounded sort of character thing where it isn't, doesn't have to be this huge, big story that's on the big screen. I don't know. It's something about it just feels different. Like in a the way smaller that, scale of it feels like it suits yeah, the character. Totally. Or like my hesitation to the Obi-Wan thing being a film was just that I wasn't, I didn't think Disney would want to make a feature film out of an obi-wan story that would fit with what they should be doing with that character like i don't want them to make a massive you know storyline shaking obi-wan kenobi movie but a simple the the medium of television in quotation television Mm. allows like adjust audience expectations to be Mm. at a certain Mm. level of of watching something more understated and i don't think they're gonna if it's a a show i don't think they're going to fall into the prequel trap of making it like super tie into the original star wars or be like really connected to anything else i have a question and then a follow-up question would solo have been better suited for a disney plus show 100 percent. yeah yeah what do you think richard uh yeah probably i mean it's not suited to being told at all at at all because it's a prequel (laughs) but yeah it would definitely have been more enjoyable as a show the best version of solo is if the movie begins with um, Ray and Finn going to the movies and then that movie starts. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, and follow-up question, would the prequels have been a better Disney Plus show? Uh, no. No? No? They would have been worse? Oh, wait. So you're saying they've been made not by George Lucas after Disney bought Lucasfilm? Yes. Yes. Regardless of the medium, yes. Medium only? Just, like, no. Cutting up the what we've no no i didn't mean that at all right yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah i think that someone else doing the prequels would have been a lot better (laughs) because it's such an interesting like log line of a film of a series yeah and the prequels being made midway through production of the sequel trilogy as a disney plus show would have probably been really cool yeah yeah Mm. cool all right so um other disney plus news we had uh lizzie mcguire is coming back hillary duff reprising her role 
And um, as, you know, a millennial Lizzie trying to make it out in the real world. Um, <laughs> we also got trailers for Noelle and Lady and the Tramp and also like a Disney Plus reveal trailer kind of thing. Um, we've got a trailer for The World According to Jeff Goldblum, um, his show where he mm-hmm. travels the world and just is amazed by things. Um, we also got confirmation that New Zealand is getting Disney Plus on November 19th, which is one week after the US. Uh, the big shows, it seems, are going to have uh, weekly releases, uh, much like television, rather than the binge model of <laughs> if, Netflix. If um, remember- trailers for uh, High School Musical, the musical, the series, uh, which depicts you know the meta kind of narrative they're going for. Uh, A documentary also- about high school students doing the high school musical musical as their high school musical yeah at the the school where high school musical was made um the muppets now was sort of announced or we got more information on that it's a short form unscripted series starring the muppets um monsters at work uh we've got a bit more about the plot it's about two the two leads who are hired uh, this is the monsters inc spinoff series uh two leads hired as scarers to work at Monsters Inc., but on their first day, they switch from laughter. So they switch to laughter, which is such a great premise. Ooh, um, and then there's also a Phineas and Ferb movie. So let's hmm. cherry pick these ones. What ones? What are you guys? Oh, so, just for so, a quick question. Po- yep. Lizzie McGuire, is that the one where Hilary Duff is like playing herself? Like, is that meta already? It's, yeah, it's the Hilary Duff show. So it's just going to be a, a show about like, oh, um, Hilary Duff's life hasn't really kind of career hasn't really gone. Well, anywhere. She wasn't lit- she wasn't playing an an, an allegory for Hilary. No, no, she's just she's yeah. just. But there's going to be some aspect of that in the show, right? Because she's now like a thirty year old burnout. Well, right. no. So the gimmick of Hilary Duff was she had a little cartoon version of herself of that talked yeah. t- t- talk to oh, herself. Oh, I'm maybe Hillary. confusing did this with did Hannah I call Montana. the show Hilary Duff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you're thinking of like Hannah Montana. I right. am thinking of Hannah Montana. Yeah, yeah. now nah, Lizzie McGuire is just your average Which, girl. Wait, but is then Disney in the movie? Um, she like switches places with an Italian pop star. Um, Disney owns Hannah Montana, right? Yes. So we could get a gritty Miley Cyrus reboot at some point. Well, we got... Um, a Miley, a Miley Cyrus did have a reboot. <laughs> yeah. A gritty reboot. And then she had a wholesome reboot. Yeah. Well, but we also got the um, Rachel Jack and Ashley 2, Black Mirror, which is essentially a gritty version of Hannah Montana. Oh, yeah, mm. right. yeah, yeah. Uh, so here's an idea for a podcast we could have done if, this week. is be like... It's the D23 roundup, and then we only talk about the odds and ends. Really like, we talk about Lizzie McGuire yeah. for 20 minutes. We talk about- Noel. Noel. Yeah, no, the Noel trailer. Um, and just ignore Star Wars. Frame by frame completely. breakdown of the Noel trailer. <laughs> all the things you missed in the Noel yeah. trailer. We launch all the, a new podcast the- called Noel Minute, and it's the, <laughs> but it's only the trailer. So it's, we only trailer, release, yeah. like, Never two and a half episodes. <laughs> <laughs> We do the, the, the like all the all the Santa Claus mythology that's referenced in the background of the Noel trailer. Um, so honestly, I I wish I if I part of me wishes the Marvel and Star Wars news wasn't so exciting because I want to be able to say that Monsters at Work and High School Musical, the musical, the series are the best things to come out of D23. There's so much in Star Wars and Marvel that I can't say that, but both of those things have me very excited. I'm not that into high school musical you can listen to a podcast we did on it but this series is i was not expecting i was expecting a disney channel sitcom you know like austin and alley whatever those shows are called right like laugh track low budget cringy you know appeals to 12 year olds this like in the trailer for this there are there are uh, gay jokes which but like like pro like not mean gay jokes (laughs) pro gay jokes 
Well, I mean, coming from High School Musical, which famously ignores the gay subtext the the films do. There's there's one part where where one of the characters is like shit's about to get real, but sh- shit is bleeped out, but they still acknowledge <laughs> she says shit. Like this looks a lot more adult orientated and a yeah. lot more interesting. It looks it looks above and beyond what I. It's it Richard. It's if we were tasked with making the show, <laughs> this is what it would be. Yeah, you know, it's what it's what two. They must be going for a generation of fans from the which original. Is such which is a great idea. It yeah. looks hilarious it looks so good and i'm so excited for the high school musical series yeah like that's the thing about like we've talked about this a lot off pod but like whether or not we'll get disney plus for me it's like no question day one as soon as i can like disney i mean sure whatever i'm a disney show but like it's to me it seems like such a great service like and it's perfect for not only do they have these flagship shows like the mandalorian and all the marvel shows um but it's going to have so much great like background stuff or like you have your mates over, you just chuck on like a few episodes of whatever or you chuck on Aladdin. Like the fact that they're having the Disney vault, but then also mm. like I would pay $10 a month for a streaming service, which was just every episode of the Simpsons, which this is supposedly going to have. Um, yeah. And it's like, yeah. that that's enough for me. And then <laughs> like, it's perfect. Like while you're making dinner stuff, you know? Like yeah. put something on that you're that you're pretty familiar with, so you don't really have to pay attention to, because that that's what Disney. I mean, especially our generation, you know, we well every generation, I guess, that we like grow up with Disney, and there's like these movies and TV shows that we've seen hundreds of times, and so they're they're going to be great for for that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, it's just a great catalog to have at your fingertips, and then oh. as well, every time there's a new series out, like it's know. changed the industry, it's changed t- the television industry like the media historians in a hundred years november 12th 2019 is going to be like a date that people talk about you know like this is i i i feel like this is a lot bigger than our cynical you know narrow-minded world are like are like considering it to be i think this is huge because of just because of the amount of stuff that's been confirmed the amount of stuff as you say richard that'll be at your fingertips because disney own are starting to own everything except spider-man um and like ah i'm just i am flabbergasted by how good this looks um and with that i want to go into monsters at work which i am so excited for we talked about this when we did the 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 like before any of the information was out, we talked about this show a bit and we're saying how like, oh, it's probably just going to be like a in-universe, you know, episodic cartoon for kids. But it's like, well, not if High School Musical, the musical, the show is going to be what it is. Mm. Like this is, this is going to be Monsters Inc. 3, Hmm. you know, like this, this looks, they haven't released a trailer or anything, but the Monsters Inc. universe out of all the Pixar universes, and I think we talked about this last time, and we, I know we talked about it on the when we did Monsters Inc. and Monsters University for film franchise Four Nights, that is the Pixar world that I want to explore more, and this is the perfect way to explore that. Like a TV show set not too far from the original film that can't, you, you've, they've adjusted it so they can't, don't have to follow the you know million dollar actors who usually yeah, play who are who are coming back for the series oh, they're they, they are coming right. which is awesome as well but i'm okay with following new characters you know like right. i am oh i'm so excited for monsters at work yeah but um no. it's interesting as well like we've talked we've talked about like the weekly releases and so something like the mandalorian or like the marvel shows it's really cool to be able to talk about those week to week and, and build hype but there's i i 
I part of me hopes they don't do it for every show. Like something like The World According to Jeff Goldblum, I would love if it just launches with all of it and I can chuck on any random episode, you know? It's not a show that I would follow mm. week to week. It's it, a show it, that will take me three years to watch because I'll put it on when there's nothing to do. Yeah, yeah. but that's the, that's the flip side of I think they just will release them week to week because you won't follow it week to week, but in two years' time, you'll just it'll all yeah. be there and you'll just be able to go and binge yeah. it. And, and like Marvel's What If, like if that's 23 episodes one a week that's like you know half a year which yeah. i know like normal tv shows do it's but TV, yeah. um you know this is changing the game man huh? I, I i don't remember the last time i was gonna have this much appointment viewing for tv in my life <laughs> yeah you know not there's since al- high school when, i don't know man there's already when, a lot of good stuff on when lost and <laughs> desperate tough. housewives and my name is earl and everybody hates chris and south park were all on at the same time mm. i don't remember the last time i've been like okay like i hope oh god i hope it comes out one at a time i hope this drip yeah. feeds across but the like, next few years you look at like even just all the marvel shows like you can have a new episode of a new of each marvel show every week for like two years just yeah. to get the shows yeah. they've announced out of the way. Is that a good thing? Is that just- I, yeah, it's insane. I, so I'm not, it's not insane that the amount of shows that exist do exist. It's, it's insane that they announce them all this early. Yeah. I think mm. that's what's getting me. Yeah. And that, yeah. that like, we already got those big Phase 4 announcements at Comic-Con. I was not expecting four, four more properties from Phase 4 being confirmed. Uh, so the three shows plus Black Panther two. Uh, yeah, though Black Panther two is not necessarily Phase four, I believe. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Speaking of Black Panther two, um, AJ jumping the gun a little bit there. Um, yeah. Oh, so there was other D twenty three news, not just to not just Disney Plus, but um, for Marvel, uh, Kit Harrington and Gemma Chan are confirmed for Eternals. Um, Kit's not playing one of the Eternals, but Gemma Chan, I believe, is Gemma Chan was also in uh, Cat of Marvel, but she's playing a new character in this one. So that's interesting. Hmm. Um, and Black play? Panther 2 uh, has been officially announced. It's a May 2022 release date with Ryan Coogler confirmed to return to direct. Mm. Sweet. So, so podcast ideas around these subjects. Um, which actors already in the MCU would you give another role yeah. in the MCU? <laughs> what so, sequels do you want to see? So niche, so niche. It's great. Um, yeah, what, something like Kit Harrington. What, yeah, what, what would be Marvel. the worst actor you would want to see join the MCU? Cool. <laughs> yeah. We've already we kind of already did that. Kit Harrington on our... And, um, and actors we don't like and would replace... <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, and we've talked about the MCU too much, and we've talked about Game of Thrones too much. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's move straight on to Star Wars then. Um, so there was uh, some footage played from Episode Nine, which Ron, I presume you've read descriptions of and whatnot, and also yeah, well, we got the teaser poster for Episode Nine. It sucks. I hate it. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. like it, but I don't know why they decided to use like the Clone Wars Palpatine on it. Yeah, um, I know, right? <laughs> Man, the new series of the Clone Wars looks amazing. On- <laughs> yeah, it's a just no, like I like. I we already talked about this. Like, I'm so concerned about them bringing Palpatine back yeah. into it, and just having his big ugly face on the poster is like. And it looks. Uh, it actually looks like it's from the Clone Wars. Like, it looks like a cartoon. It yeah. doesn't look like a human I- being. <laughs> My first experience of this poster was uh, scrolling through Twitter and I saw someone had done like a 
like they'd replace Palpatine with something else. And so just the just the shot of um Ray and Kylo fighting at the bottom, I just I just scrolled past it because I thought it was like I thought the whole thing was fan made. Yeah. And then I kept seeing that same color scheme and I was like, hang on, what's happened here? And then I saw the full version, I was like that can't, and then so I went and Googled like teaser poster and that was it. I was like, I could not believe that it was so yeah. just kind of glossy and plastic looking. Like, yeah. and when you see the teaser posters for the three films lined up, it just, I, I just can't believe the creative team behind these films have put that out as their. It's like, a D23 poster. poster though. It's not like that's the going to be the one that's playing. Yeah, no, sure. But it just, no, no. Yeah. But comparing it to the, like the, the, the last Jedi had an oh, amazing the big white one, one oh, sheet. It's so like, beautiful. <laughs> so, so beautiful. And this one has, uh, and then there's just this other thing where like all of that mystical energy that is surrounding them. I'm just so terrified for what that mm. implies. All right. Um, legacy characters. We don't want to see return to star Wars. That could be a podcast. Mm. Emperor Palpatine the, being um, my number one pick. <laughs> to be fair, the Force Awakens teaser poster was pretty shit. The one that's just the, the sh- essentially just the shot from the trailer of the the Falcon in the desert with the two foot tiger. I don't think that was actually. I, I saw the same Reddit post, but I don't think that was ever actually the teaser poster. That, that's, think, that's the equivalent to this. Yeah, poster, it's the though. equivalent to the to the new. Yeah, so, like, if you, Drew, if you hate that Drew's poster, Drew's you have to, you know. No, but the, the, the teaser poster that was announced or released around the same time in the marketing campaign was the hand-drawn Drew Struzan one with Ray, Kylo, and Finn, and Harrison Ford on it. <laughs> you so, look at me to remember the I characters. Like, has, oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, but the, do you know what I'm talking about? So, like, that yeah, one, yeah, yeah. there's no continuity, but at least it was, like, its own weird, beautiful look, thing. I, for me, it's less about it, it being a poster because there's plenty of shitty posters for every mm. movie. What, it's, what it's it says more, about the film. It's what it says about the film, right, which yeah. is Palpatine's going to be a big part of it. Yeah, but I feel like that, we, that at that point you just got to make we've got to make peace with that now. We already knew that. I'm just astounded. I by refuse how to make peace with it. it looks. <laughs> yeah, things I refuse to make peace with. I mean, it looks cool that they're going to have a big lightsaber fight. It looks yeah, because awesome. in never the done footage as well, it has Ray with like a double-edged lightsaber, doesn't it? Yeah, I read that. But they've also somewhere online that's been not confirmed, but soft confirmed as being a vision. Which you could kind of ensure it was what it would be anyway. Vision but. and Scarlet Witch confirmed for Star Wars 9. Yeah. Okay, new podcast topic. The best way to integrate Marvel and Star Wars into the same universe. The best way yeah. to, no, like, your pitch for how to integrate the most Disney properties into one series. Oh, shit. Lizzie yeah. McGuire's the key to all of them. <laughs> if you were forced to write some kind of MCU Star Wars crossover, how would you do it? Like I like like Disney came to you with a blank and check and would... said you have to have both Marvel and Star Wars in this property. Go. What would you do? Uh, okay, I so you've got. Go. I would like yeah. You... I, would just go. <laughs> <laughs> I would. They would not do that. I would. You go. got to hang it on Guardians of the Galaxy because they're already in space. That... So you can you can you can lead us into it softly. You can rip off the band aid slowly by starting with characters we already associate with space and then they meet Star Wars characters. And then it's not so weird if um, the first MCU Earthbound characters that came to mind were Tony Stark and Peter Parker, both of which we're never going to see in the MCU again. So I guess, like, you know. I do want to hear how I would do Whoever else. Well, I mean, I I would probably go for a more meta kind of thing. Like, takes place in our world about someone trying to combine the two or something like that. you know like if you make <laughs> it's high school musical the musical show the show has the series as if it has a picture of tony stark and a picture of darth vader in the show that's you know 
you can go back to Disney and be like, I did it. <laughs> it's just the biopic of John Favreau's life where he directs Iron Man and then sorry. Disney, I did it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, Ralph breaks the internet is is kind of the yeah. way to do it. Yeah, Ralph did do it. In fact, yeah, yeah. no wreck at Ralph news this D twenty three. Okay, I've got a non meta way to tie the two franchises together. In, at the end of the Rise of Skywalker, you do a cheeky wee little Marvel post credits stinger, and it just says. 23,000 years later and then you do like a trailer for whatever oh, piece of Marvel yeah, yeah. has been spewing out that's recently. a good way to do it and it's just like that was a long time ago and this is now I want to bring up something you said before Richard that, that we moved past quickly the where Phineas you said you were, movie? no not mm-hmm. not just yet um, <laughs> you, you were talking about how excited you were for Disney Plus and you said you know whatever I'm a Disney shell as yeah. if like before we could call you out for it you're yeah. like yeah i know i'm a disney shell um you've never used that you've you often said you're a marvel shell yeah um which is fine how much are you paid to shell for, for disney <laughs> and, marvel, and rowan you you're a, you're an you're an out and proud star wars shell well, i wouldn't yes. say he's out he's very no. clearly one but he doesn't admit <laughs> to it you are you are the only person i know who collects star wars toys i don't think that makes me a shell i think that's the definition <laughs> of making you a shell no, a shell is someone who's like paid to tow the company line. well whatever we're using maybe we're using the wrong pay, t- my point is you're both line. disney shells they're the same company so richard being like yeah whatever i'm a disney shell it's like richard you're in good company don't worry we're all disney shells here no but richard's on record as saying some really shell like stuff oh. so are you yeah, Rowan, like, the thing is, at least I can fucking admit it. <laughs> you're, oh my Look, god. <laughs> R- Richard's a Marvel shill, you're a Star Wars shill, I'm a Lizzie McGuire shill. We all know this, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Rowan, you actually disgust me with how much of a <laughs> Star Wars shill you are. That's an idea for a podcast. The shill debate. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Gloves off. Gloves off. The Shield debate. All right, what's Phineas and Ferb movie? Couldn't really care less. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, never cool. seen Phineas and Ferb. So. I, it's a cool show, but I don't care about a movie. Right after Disney bought Lucasfilm, Phineas and Ferb did a Star Wars like skinned episode. Yeah, actually, that was like and the first. I watched that, and that was very entertaining. Mm. Yeah, I don't that, know what Phineas was, and Ferb was though. Well, didn't they show up in like, it's like a musical? Montana, but I, I remember Phineas and Ferb being like the first one of the first like of um, Disney using. Marvel, uh, Disney using Star Wars, sorry. And um, yeah. everyone was like, this is what it's going to be like. Mickey Mouse is going to show up in episode seven. <laughs> like, yeah. um, podcast, where Mickey Mouse would fit the most in any Star Wars movie. If you have to re- digitally reinsert Mickey Mouse into any of the past it's, Star Wars oh, movies. Oh, it's not, it's not the it? Death Star. It's slightly bigger and it's got two <laughs> smaller ones um, <laughs> attached to it. The hidden Mickey's. That's no moon. And it's just a Mickey Mouse head. <laughs> Um, all right, so um, other the rounding out D D twenty three with um, the news we don't care about um, so much. So they played some footage from Mulan. Apparently, looked good. The star of Mulan did not show up because uh, in protesting Hong Kong. Um, they played two trailers for Jungle Cruise, um, which were like feuding trailers from Emily Blunt and uh, Dwayne Johnson. So like they made their own characters look better than the other one or something like that. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Emma Stone, um, we got our first look at Emma Stone as Cruella in the mm-hmm. Cruella film. Um, they played f- some footage from Onward, which is the uh, next Pixar film with Chris Pratt and Tom Holland um, as like... Other, what are the, they, the last Ort? movie those two will star in together. 
Uh, and then we also got um, our first sort of details about Soul, which is the um, the other Pixar movie we have upcoming that stars Tina Fey and Jamie Foxx. Looks uh, great. Yeah, and so it's about like souls, and apparently it's going to be the most as abstract and most jazzy um, Pixar film mm. we've ever seen. Uh, one thing that really excites me about that, though, is we got confirmation Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor are doing the soundtrack for that. Crazy. Ooh. Wild. Yeah. That's it's, wild. It's, it looks to essentially be Inside Out 2. Like yeah, it's, Pete it's, Doctor yeah. as well. It's, yeah, it's on the same vibe as Inside Out, which is my favorite Pixar movie. I'm I'm looking I'm looking forward to Soul more than I'm looking forward to Onward, but I'm looking forward to both of them. Is that okay? That's mm. totally fine. Do I have to pick one? We never did a we've never done just a straight Pixar podcast. There's an idea. Okay. What, um, yeah, just, AJ what the do you Pixar think of Phil? Yeah. Yeah, I am. That's me. That's totally what I am. Uh, I've found my place. I think we <laughs> like I mean I, I don't I don't know that you necessarily no. like Pixar more than I do. Ah. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. Uh, yeah. Um <laughs> Hey, don't try and outshell the show. Because I liked I liked Cars 3 and you didn't. Yeah, you liked I did it before like you Cars liked 3. it as well. Yeah, but I didn't not like Cars 3. I just don't give a shit about Cars. Nice. So you would if you were a Pixar show. Yeah, if you were, if you were Rowan a show, and I love like the all. worst parts no, of our franchises. Yeah, you're right. You're right. No, I detest the worst parts of my franchise. <laughs> you called it, it your franchise. Difference. <laughs> it is a difference between <laughs> gotcha. a show and a fan. Um, all right. Um, Raya and the Last Dragon was revealed, which is a new original animation from Disney. Um, who cares? That'll make a good it. Kingdom Hearts four level. Yeah. Um, and also we got um, some more information on Frozen 2 uh, Evan Rachel Wood is voicing Anna and Alice's mum cool. oh my god I can't wait she died in the first one. Oh my god I guess she didn't speak in the first one yeah sure <laughs> uh, so which um, podcast idea which actress would you most want to see in Frozen 3 <laughs> yes <laughs> actually no on the topic of Frozen 2 like what movie that did did you not care about but are excited for the sequel? Or how take take this isn't the title of the podcast, but like, like Frozen? I Frozen was fine, but the sequel looks incredible. I'm very excited for the sequel based on the trailers. But I'm more meaning like take a take a single movie you don't really care about and then construct a compelling a compelling to you sequel of that movie. That's a that's a good yeah, podcast hey. idea. Well, like cause so you could do Cars Three. I could do. Cast I couldn't four, yeah. because I enjoyed it because I love you, Pixar. Because you're a Pixar. Mine would show. be Spider-Man: Far From Home, but then in the follow-up, it has nothing to do with the MCU. <laughs> you guys are breaking this podcast I'm idea immediately. So uh, cool. Yeah. All right. Is that is that it? Is That's that, it. Yeah. Oh. Shit. Is that it? All right. Well, let us know in the comments below not what piece of news you're most excited about, but what <laughs> podcast idea that we suggested are you most excited about? <laughs> what What was your guys' favorite one? Um. Uh the the going cool. the news breakdown, but we only talk about Liz McGuire. Yeah, that yeah. would be my favorite. Yeah, so. no, yeah, cool. All right, well, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Thank you for staying with us through this episode, and we'll be back next week with uh, what are we talking about? Spy Kids. Yep. Spy Kids next week, um, and yeah please find cop opter on facebook and youtube and instagram and a cast uh, and everywhere you get your podcasts you can email us rowan if you'd like at copoptionmedia at gmail.com um <laughs> yeah and check out little empire podcast pals on facebook join that group and you can 
post in there and be like, everyone should listen to Cult Popshit. If you're part of that group, post in it, post a selfie of you listening to the show and say, everyone should listen to Cult Popshit. That's my admission statement today. <laughs> Do it. Nice. Well, bye. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.